Welcome to the Martial Arts and Crafts Podcast. My name is Sarah Deacon. I am a mom, an artist, black belt martial arts instructor, a life balance coach, and a general inspirer of others. In this podcast, we explore different topics related to physical and mental health, habits for success, creativity, leadership, intentional mindset shifts, and so much more. You're here because you're ready to tap into more of your potential and make an impact in your life. So let's get moving. Hello and welcome back to the Martial Arts and Crafts podcast. I am Sarah Deacon. I am your host for this lovely show. I am here today to talk about love. I I love talking about love. I think love is the most important thing in the entire universe. I think we come from a loving God and I think we're here to be love for ourselves, for each other. So we're going to, we're going to dive in today on love. So in college, I wrote a whole paper uh, on love and it was actually a paper that I had to rewrite because I had lost the paper I had written before, which I think was about a Jane Austen novel. And I'm going to, I'm going to be controversial here, but I really never liked Jane Austen. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I just couldn't, couldn't get on board. So when I lost that paper, I was like, well, can I write it on the book we're currently reading? Because it was much more fascinating. And as I am learning more and more about philosophy and stoicism and, you know, other that, you know, that time era philosophers, those things I, we were reading, we were in the middle of reading uh, Plato symposium, the symposium of Plato. And um, that is all about love. And I decided to write on love instead. Now that's not the intention of this episode at all. <laughs> I'm not going to be academic about it. I'm not going to be writing, you know, digging up my old college paper, which I don't even know if I could find again, if I tried, um, because while I, I have saved a lot of things from my past, some of them just really aren't that important, but I do remember writing about this and about the symposium and the discussions that are contained in that work about the different kinds of love. And what I remember from that, from reading that and doing that paper and doing that work is that there are many, many different ways to express and to feel love. And that's something as I'm in personal development and leadership, it's something that is very front of mind because when people don't feel loved and when our expressions of care or love for our fellow humans don't quite hit the mark of the way they can receive it's it it can cause problems and drama and things like that. So many times when we express love, we're doing it unconsciously. I mean, most of what we do is unconscious or subconscious. So that's not at all surprising or it shouldn't be. 
Like as you move through the day, you probably think about other people. Maybe you wonder what they're doing. I saw a friend just this morning and it was lovely. And, you know, finally reconnected after doing a lot of thinking about them, right? You wonder what they're doing. You smile when you do finally see them. You laugh at their jokes. You listen to their stories. Maybe you fold their laundry. You say, I love you too, and hug them back. And love becomes habitual in our family. We, you know, pick up after each other. We do the dishes for the meals we share. We cook for each other. We go places and, and enjoy activities together. We do things that maybe we don't enjoy, but we do them anyway, because the person we love enjoys them. So love becomes this pattern of behavior. It becomes habitual. It's more, you know, a lot of it is unconscious. We do it without thinking about it because that's what people who love each other do. It's just how it is. Now, other times we do consciously choose love, like when you're busy, but your brother needs a ride when you're working or, and the school calls to pick up a sick child, when you sacrifice winning an argument for the preservation of your relationship, that's a choice that's intentional. When you go out of your way to do something without being asked, because you know, it will lighten someone else's load. Love shows up in almost everything we do. It's, it's who we are. Like I said at the beginning, I heard this, I saw this quote come up um, not that long ago. I'm not sure where it's from. I can look it up later. It's, we are not here to learn how to love. We are love learning how to be here. That hit me. That one was powerful because it's true. Love is who we are. Our lives improve when love outweighs all the other stuff. We can choose love or we can give into fear. And whether we choose love consciously or unconsciously because we have gotten into a, a habit or a pattern of loving, acting from a place of love whether we do that consciously or unconsciously, we get to choose. We get to choose to love or we get to choose not to. And the other side of love, that's fear. Fear is the other side of love. Even the Bible says there is no fear in love. That's 1 John 4, 18. When you think of opposites, maybe you think hate is the opposite of love. It's not. And I'm not really, I don't feel like I really want to go into the differences between hate and love or the similarities, I guess, between hate and love, but hate is actually the surface emotion. Like love, fear expresses itself in many different ways. And hate is just one of those ways. So hate is more like folding someone's laundry. <laughs> if we're using that analogy of folding laundry being an expression of love for somebody, hate is that behavior, that impact, that result of fear. Fear being right at the core of that hate. 
Some of you might remember a wise Jedi named Yoda who told us fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Right there at the beginning, that's the fear. Fear is at the root. So what are some of the fears that prevent love from showing up fully for us? Well, there is a few. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Fear of success. I always stumble over saying that one a little bit because it just sounds so counterintuitive. Like who fears success? But we do. We do. We fear being successful and the impact of that, the responsibilities that come with that. We fear judgment. We have a fear of getting hurt, fear of being wrong, fear of hurting someone else, fear of not enough fear of too much, fear of authority, fear of autonomy, responsibility again coming in, the fear of death. And for some, the biggest fear of all, the fear of public speaking. Hi, hello, I don't have that fear. Um, (laughs) The problem is that sometimes those fears, those, those fears that we have, they can show up and also look a little bit like love. For instance, your fear of hurting someone else seems like a good thing, right? It seems like love. You don't want to hurt somebody because you love them. So you don't want them to hurt. Well, maybe that's a good thing, but maybe it depends. If your fear of hurting someone else asks you to lie or withhold information that could actually help them, then fear is driving, not love. Love is there, but it's not in charge in those moments. When fear is in charge, you become more of a people pleaser. You may compromise your values or ask someone else to compromise theirs. Maybe you avoid sharing feedback to protect yourself from that potential conflict where, yeah, maybe somebody, somebody's feelings could get hurt or somebody might get hurt. And that's called being nice. Nice is different than kind. Nice is fear. Love calls us to be kind instead. And some people might use the terms nice and kind interchangeably, but I really like this distinction. The Bible says love is kind, right? So the kind aspect of it, Kindness is when love shows up because love is kind is in the Bible. I choose to see the kind landing on the side of love and the nice landing on the other side in fear. And however you put it, you can see that there's a difference, right? The way I'm using it, kindness puts love in the driver's seat. Kindness maybe allows you to feel that fear of hurting someone and still act in integrity and in alignment with your values and for their higher good when you can set aside the ego that is afraid, afraid to be wrong or afraid to hurt or get hurt or a plethora of other things. So you can set that fear aside, set your ego aside and choose love even if it's maybe a harder truth to share or 
a more difficult interaction or piece of feedback to give. An example that I can give, you know, bringing us back around to the martial arts, uh, as a karate instructor, I, I want to see my students improve and succeed because it doesn't do them any good to tear them down. It doesn't, it doesn't do me any good as a credible instructor to have my, my students go out there and fail. Right. So I want to see them succeed. And, and that's setting aside the relationship that I build with them to the connection that's there. I do care. You know, I care about my students implicitly. They're amazing, but Specifically, yes, I want to see them improve. I want to see their skills grow. I want to see them succeed. I want them to build up their confidence and I want them to feel safe doing it. So if a student isn't ready to test to the next rank, maybe the nice thing to do would be to allow them to test anyway so that I don't disappoint them, so that I don't disappoint their parents. I could choose to, you know, let them test so they won't be mad at me for holding them back, right? To protect my own ego, to protect their opinion of me. But what happens when they fail because I've allowed them to test when, before they're ready? Or worse, what if they don't have the foundational techniques down at all and it leads to an injury? What if they manage to pass the test? Somehow, even if they, they weren't quite ready, what, what if they managed to pass anyway, but the challenges at the next level overwhelm them and they quit. Instead, if I choose that kindness out of love and actually hold them back from testing or from going to that next level before they're ready, I actually give them an opportunity to learn, to learn resilience, to learn perseverance. They get more practice at their current level and they build their skills and confidence as they work towards this goal even harder than if they just sailed through or if I, out of fear, went the nice route, right? When they're then eventually ready to, to actually test or level up because they've had that extra time, that extra safety, that extra opportunity to develop those skills, not only in their martial arts, but in that the resilience, the perseverance, the dedication, the self-discipline, they end up rocking it, owning it. They feel proud and sure of themselves that they actually earned it. They know. And then they're prepared for the harder techniques at the next level, and they're excited to tackle them. Now, maybe if I hold a student back or postpone the awarding of a stripe or a belt, Maybe I won't be liked very much in that moment. Maybe that student will even quit. But if my ego can take it as the instructor, once their initial feelings of anger or disappointment has, has, has passed, whether they quit or stay in it, either way, that student ends up discovering the power of their own choice. They get to choose to give up on themselves or step in and do the work that needs to be done for them, for their growth and their development. It's not me out there with, with myself on the line, it's them. And if I'm invested in their growth from this genuine place of love for them, of care, of 
of excitement to see how they grow, how they put themselves to the test, then I can guide and support them even through those setbacks. And, you know, of course the hurt feelings that come along with it. So in the same way, we can do this with our friends, with our family members outside of martial arts classes or, or things like this, this metaphor that I'm using, we can have tough conversations and we can have them guided by love conversations like that. that might hurt one or more of us in the moment, but end up bringing us clarity and confidence as we move forward together. Now, if you're a parent, some of the things that you do or say for the higher good of your children might make them mad at you. And honestly, if they're not mad at you for something or another on a regular basis, maybe you need to be a little bit more kind over nice with them. It might even cause them this kindness um, to say that they actually hate you. Now, if you have parents, some of the things you do or say on your own path of learning and growth might rub your parents the wrong way, and they might yell or ground you for it. And these are fear responses also. It's their fear, their fear of being wrong, fear of letting you down, fear of letting you take on something that maybe they don't um, believe they could do if they were, if the roles were reversed, maybe it's a fear of judgment from friends, family, or followers. Now there's a better way forward, no matter which end of the thing, the relationship you're on. Once you all check back in with love, then you get to choose and you get to choose effectively. So take a moment just right now, as you're listening to this to consider a recent struggle or a difficult encounter you've had. What was the driving force underneath it? Was it fear? Was it love? Now, if it was fear, which for many of us, many of the time, and I've been doing this work a long time, and a lot of times I'm still noticing that my impulses come from a place of fear, um, my more difficult conf- conversations, I won't say confrontations, I like clarity conversations more than conflict or confrontation. Um, so I've been doing this a long time, even still, I, I fall back into fear on occasion. And if I'm lucky, I'll wake up to it and, and choose to shift. But take a, take a minute to think about what the real fear might be underneath. When you look at that interaction, what positions were you taking? What was the fear? No, what was the real fear? Yeah, that's getting closer, but what, what was the real one? There's something more. What's the fear? For me, a lot of times it's fear of loss. And, and what feelings? What feelings are attached to that? That, that fear that's behind it all. For me, like I said, it's a fear of loss. It's feelings of isolation, of disappointment, of love unreceived, um, any inequality or um, unfairness. 
remember there's always some level of fear at play, even, even when love is in the driver's seat, even when love is in charge, because love asks a lot of us and it asks us to be seen, to be vulnerable and to, to risk those not so fuzzy feelings, right? If I need to have a hard conversation with somebody out from a place of love and care for them and their well-being and or care for myself even. If that's difficult, yes, there it is love in the driver's seat, but it still feels very scary to to have that conversation. But the kind thing to do is to do it anyway. Because love isn't nice, love is kind. Fear is nice. Nice says nothing. Nice tells a lie to spare someone's ego, whether it's mine or someone else's lies to spare hurt feelings. Um, even if they're only hurt for a moment, nice avoids clarifying conversations or constructive feedback because it has the potential to lead to an argument or not so comfortable feelings and nice doesn't want to be the bad guy. Nice says yes. When your heart says no, nice says no. When your heart says yes, because it thinks it's protecting you. Nice is fear dressed up like love. Love takes courage. Love takes action in the face of fear. Love notices judgment, but doesn't let judgment hold it back. Love is honest and patient and aligns with your core values and gives others the space to honor theirs. Love sacrifices ego to help people be better than they were before, even if it means that they might move on without you. Love risks being misunderstood and opens up anyway. Love gives into fear sometimes too, but acknowledges the mistake and apologizes and does the next right thing. Love finds out what that is. And love takes courage. So the challenge I'm going to leave you with today and honestly every day is to have the courage to put love in the driver's seat. Feel the fear of doing that next right thing. And choose love, choose to do it anyway, choose to say it anyway, choose to honor yourself, honor your loved one and move, take action and have those, those conversations and interactions that might make you uncomfortable because in the end we grow from it and we're better for it. So thanks for listening today. I appreciate you being here. Um, leave me a comment, share this episode with a friend or on social media if you enjoyed it i want to just thank you again for listening and if you want to find out more about me and the other things that i'm doing in life love and all all the rest you can check me out on the website mymartialartsncrafts.com you can also find me and information about my coaching opportunities at sarahdeacon.com. You can find me on social media on Instagram and Facebook at my martial arts and crafts or Sarah Deacon coach 
on, like I said, Instagram and Facebook. So thank you again for listening. And I will join you again and be happy to be with you again next week.